This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Because Jesus Christ is God is the rock of offense that's going to fall on those who do not fall broken in repentance. And when the rock of offense falls on them, he grinds them to powder. And there's nothing that they could do to stop him from being that rock, that falling rock that grinds to powder. They could not stop him by torturing him to death on a cross, as we're seeing. They could not stop him with a Roman sword into his heart. They could not stop him with a gigantic, huge boulder that they rolled in front of the door of his tomb because Jesus Christ was resurrected from that grave and there was no boulder big enough to keep him in that grave because death cannot keep his prey. He tore the bars away. Up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph for his foes. He arose, he arose. So in verse 66, we see that Jesus Christ, who's the judge of the world, He's being now judged by the world, and that's astounding. We see in verse 66, Jesus Christ, who's called in Revelation 1.5, Revelation 1.5, he's called the faithful witness. He's now being accused by false witnesses. We see Jesus Christ in the seat of the criminal, while the real criminal, the high priest, sits in the seat of the judge. And this is amazing. When he says he's God the Son, when he says he's the Messiah, it's just truth. So what we see is we see in verse 66, truth being called blasphemy. And what they're doing is they're calling blasphemy truth. So what we're really seeing here in this passage is we're seeing the the world commit suicide. This is the suicide in the world when they condemn Jesus Christ. And we see the life of the world is now tied up in Jesus Christ in his submission to death. And this is an amazing thing. So what we're seeing here is that we're seeing the whole world in this passage, they've given themselves over to a complete and a full suicide to death while we see Jesus Christ giving himself up to a complete and full death to bring the world to life. This is just amazing. Hell here is pouring all the hatred it can on Jesus Christ, while heaven is pouring all the love it can on the world. It's amazing. Now, 
This hatred is so great against Jesus Christ that in verse 67, verse 67 that says, then did they spit in his face. They spit in his face. And by the way, it was not the high priest who spit in his face. It was not the chief priest who spit in his face. It was not the scribes. It was not the elders who spit in his face. It was Luke 22:63. Luke 22:63, And the men that held Jesus mocked him and smote him. So it was those who were holding Jesus. So this, this hatred of Jesus Christ was so pervasive that the, the common temple soldiers there were the one who were delighting to spit in his face. Even today, there's such a prejudice against Christ, the most misunderstood person in the world, Jesus Christ. Just yesterday, just yesterday, the, the prejudice was so front and center. You know, we have a group of Israelis here now on tour and so we're showing, at this part of the tour, we're showing them San Diego. And, uh, you know, the, um, uh, after the pandemic, the Christmas celebrations or festival, whatever, at Balboa Park has started up again. It's very, very popular. There's 100,000 people there yesterday, you know. And so Jim McDonald was driving one of the Israeli ladies who was, a, she's actually a lawyer also, and to see all the lights of Balboa Park. And so they were stuck in traffic yesterday. And, and so Jim was very considerate, asked the Israeli lady, he said to her, would you like to listen to some music? And so she said, yes. And so Jim turned the radio on to Kixie, K-Y-X-Y. And so they were playing Christmas music. <laughs> and the Israeli said, uh, we do not listen to Christmas music. We are Israeli, we are Jews. And so Jim turned it off. And so then, when they got to Balboa Park, they had to meet some others, they went to the large fountain there in the park, the big fountain. And there was a singing group that had gathered together. And they introduced themselves on their little loudspeaker. They said, we are from the Jacobs Jewish Community Center in La Jolla. And we are made up of American and Israeli Jews. And you know we're here to sing to you. And so what did they sing? Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. <laughs> and, and the Israeli lady says, what? Jewish kids singing Christmas songs. <laughs> yeah, they won't listen to Christmas music. Prejudice. Verse 67, verse 67. Then did they spit in his face. Such a fulfillment of Isaiah 50, verse 6. Isaiah 50, verse 6 where Jesus Christ speaks in Isaiah 50, verse six in a prophecy, where it says, I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. Isaiah 50, verse six says, Jesus Christ said, I hid not my face from spitting. He didn't try to shield his face from the spitting in verse 67, he allowed himself and his face to be spit on. Spitting in the face is the greatest insult that a person can make to another's. Why? Because it's so personal. It's so personal. The act of spitting is like the act of vomiting. It's hurling from the body in an act of, I don't want this vomit in me anymore. I don't want this spit in me anymore, so you spit it out. It, it just reminds me of the time when I was in Jerusalem and at the Wailing Wall, 
was very hot on this particular day I was there, and there was, and I was there alone, and there was a rabbi who was sitting there all alone on a chair. And so I went up to this man, and, and we began to speak, and, and I began to speak about Jesus Christ. And every time I would say the name Jesus Christ, that man spit on the ground. And of course, he refused to say the name Jesus Christ, but every time I said the name Jesus Christ, he spit. And when he spit on the ground, after he heard the name of Jesus Christ, it was as if he was saying, the name of Jesus Christ is so repulsive to me that just hearing the name of Jesus Christ is like a fragment of Jesus Christ has entered into me through my ears. And even though it's a very small fragment of Jesus Christ, I want it out of me so I will spit as an act of saying, I do not even want the sound of his name, Jesus Christ, to be in me. So with this spit, I spit out the sound of his name from me. That's kind of like the way it was. So in verse 67, when we read that they spit in the face of Jesus Christ, it's very purposeful where they were spitting. They weren't just spitting on his body or spitting on him, they were spitting in his face. And the face is the most personal part of our bodies. The appearance of our face is what makes you, you. What makes me, me. I'm reminded of this every time, you know, every week, every, when I enter back into the US every week, and I cross the border from Mexico into the US, when I come to US Customs, I do what everyone does, and they say, you know, stand in front of this camera, and uh, take your glasses off, take your mask off, and, and uh, they take picture because they know who I am, they know who everyone is by their face. Why? The face is different. Everyone's face is unique. A face is the unique identifier that that person is that person. And because no one has exactly the same face as you, and no one else will ever have the same face as you. Your face is unique. And the face of Jesus Christ was unique to Jesus Christ. No one ever had the face, the same face as Jesus Christ, and no one will ever have the same face as Jesus Christ. The face of Jesus Christ is unique. It's what makes Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. It's unique to him. And therefore, when they spit in the face of Jesus Christ, they were saying, we hate you personally. We hate you as a person. We hate you as a unique individual. We hate you individually. And they express this personal hatred of Jesus Christ by spitting in his face. It's not easy for us to read these words. It's not, we wanna, you know, they're so horrible. You know, when we come to passages like this, our, our first inclination is just read them quickly. Don't spend any time on details thinking about it. Don't do what we're doing now. Because all these details are so disturbing. They're so disturbing, it, but, but it's important to carefully consider deeply all that was done to Jesus Christ, including this part about spitting in his face, because the reason it's is, is important is because we all have inside of us the seeds of the same hatred toward Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 7, Romans 8, 7 is because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be, so that they that are in the flesh cannot please God. We all have 
the flesh. We all have the mind of the flesh that we are constantly subduing with the mind of Jesus Christ, but we have the mind of the flesh, and our mind of flesh is an enemy with God. And our mind of the flesh is right there with all those who did these horrible things like spit in his face. And when the spit in the face of Jesus Christ was going on, what face were they spitting on? What face were they spitting on? John 14.8, John 14.8, Philip saith unto Jesus, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me has seen the Father. How sayest thou, show us the Father? Philip asked Jesus Christ, show us God the Father. Show us God the Father. Jesus Christ told Philip, whoever has seen me has seen Jesus Christ, has seen God the Father. So that means that in the face of Jesus Christ, God the Father was seen. So when they were spitting in the face of Jesus Christ, they were also spitting in the face of God the Father. And also there was something very unique about the face of Jesus Christ. It was a face that no other face reflected. And it's told to us in 2 Corinthians 4, 6, 2 Corinthians 4, 6, God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The face of Jesus Christ was so unique because in the face of Jesus Christ was seen the brightness, was seen the glory of God. And that glory in the face of Jesus Christ was a light that dispelled darkness, that made darkness leave. And there was no greater time when that light was more bright than when it was shining in darkness. And that great darkness of those men who were spitting in his face, when they spit in the face of Jesus Christ, they were trying to put that light out. They were trying to extinguish that light, and they couldn't do it. Why? Because of John 1.1. 1, 1. John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness could not extinguish it. The darkness could not get around it and suffocate the light out. Couldn't do it. Trying to. Spitting in the face. They were spitting in the face of God. They were spitting in the face of the glory of God. They were spitting in the face of the light of men. And they were also spitting in the face of the ancient of days. The ancient of days who just was in the beginning and they were spitting in the face of the word or God's communication with man. They were spitting in the face of the creator. They were spitting in the face of their creator. 
They were spitting in the face of life. They were spitting in the face of the way, the truth, the life. Because Jesus Christ said in John 14, 6, John 14, 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. They were committing suicide because they were spitting in the face of their only way to heaven. They were spitting in the face of their only hope. They were spitting in the face of light. And as they were spitting in the face of light, they're trying to put it out, but they couldn't because the light was greater than the darkness and the darkness could not overcome the light, but instead the light overcame the darkness. And as they were spitting into that face of light, that glorious face of Jesus Christ, he said in Isaiah 50 verse six, Isaiah 50 verse six, I hid not my face from spitting. See, that's an interesting verse in Isaiah 50 verse six, Isaiah 50 verse six, because it doesn't say he hid not his face from spitting. It says, I hid not my face from spitting, which brings us so close to Jesus Christ. While they're spitting in his face, he says, I'm hiding not my face from this spitting. And with all that spit running down his face, to look at his face was to be so astonished with the sight of it that Isaiah 52, 14, Isaiah 52, 14 says, as many as were astonished at thee, his visage was so marred more than any man, his form more than the sons of men. The spitting brought great shame to Jesus Christ. He said he didn't hide his face from the shame in Isaiah 50, verse six, Isaiah 50, verse six, I gave my back to the smiters, my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting, from shame. There was so much shame that he endured with all that spitting in his face, and that's what made Jesus Christ, at this point, not just a man of sorrows, but a man of shame, a man of shame. And when we see all the shame that Jesus Christ had because of all the spittings in his face, we see he, that he took all that shame for us so that we would not have to be ashamed ourselves for our own sins. And spitting in the face was the, was the ultimate act of despising. As the Bible says about him in Isaiah 53.3, Isaiah 53.3, Isaiah 53, verse three, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised. We esteemed him not. He said when he was on the cross in Psalm 22, verse six, Psalm 22, verse six, I'm a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised of the people. What a savior. He endured all that for us. That's incredible. And in addition to the spitting, we read in verse 67, verse 67, then did they spit in his face and buffeted him and others smote him with the palms of their hands. So this group that's Jesus Christ has now divided into two groups. There's the spitters and there's the hitters. And the hitters using the palm of their hands to slap Jesus Christ. 
That means they slapped him in his face. And we can imagine that they slapped his mouth. They slapped his mouth. You saw recently, or maybe you didn't see that, somebody was, somebody was a Chris Rock said something derogatory about Will Rogers' wife, and he walked up there and he slapped his mouth. These men were driven by Satan who did this. And in particular, I, I wanted to say that, but Will Smith slapped Chris Rock's mouth because he said something bad about his wife, Will Smith's wife. Anyway, these men were driven by Satan, and in particular, Satan hates the fact that Jesus Christ has the title of the Word. John 1.1, 1, 1, John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word. Jesus Christ, who existed from the beginning, and, and he was there when Lucifer, the son of the morning, Lucifer, the angel Lucifer, now Satan, the angel of light, was discovered for amassing a group of angels in a rebellion to overthrow God. It was Jesus Christ who was from the beginning when Satan was cast out of heaven to suffer in hell for eternity. Jesus Christ is experiencing Satan who through these men are, are, are now in front of that same eternal God that cast Satan out. And now Satan has the Son of God in the grip of those men. And what does Satan do? Satan directs those men, strike his face, strike his mouth, slap his mouth. Satan is after the mouth of Jesus Christ, just like Will Smith with Chris Rock. Satan is after the mouth of Jesus Christ. And that's why Satan directs these men as his pawns slap the mouth of Jesus Christ. Why? Because we can hear that mouth of Jesus Christ making the final pronouncement against Satan when Satan heard these words in Isaiah 14, verse 9. Isaiah 14, verse 9. Hell from beneath, this is spoken to Satan. Hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. It stirreth up the dead for thee, even all the chief ones of the earth. It hath raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. All they shall speak and say unto thee, Art thou also become weak as we? Art thou become like unto us? Thy pomp is brought down to the grave, and the noise of thy vials, the worm is spread under thee, and the worms cover thee. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which does weaken the nations. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. So now Satan, controlling these men, is saying to Christ, did you speak from that mouth? The words that I heard, hell from beneath, is moved to meet thee. At thy coming, the worm is spread under thee, and the worms cover thee. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, some of the morning? How art thou cast down to the ground? Are you the one who said, thou shalt be brought down to hell? Now with the fury of hell, I will see that mouth slapped 
over and over again, just like Will Smith slapped the mouth of Chris Rock. And so we read in verse 67, verse 67, others smote him with the palms of their hands. But there was also coming a third group, a third group that also joined in this beating of the head of Jesus Christ. Because in addition to the spitters, in addition to the slappers of the Sanhedrin, Christ will now be led away and his face will be in front of another group of beaters and they will be the Roman soldiers. Tom Cantor's messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. For other free resources, email us at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. Join our live services on YouTube by searching Friendship with God with Tom Cantor every Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.